Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone. With great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, two weeks before the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Bengals. The Rams are currently four-point favorites. I am joined, as I am every time we do the podcast, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better. Simon Hunter. We got a lot to talk about, buddy. Yeah, Super Bowl week, brother. It's good. Uh, good two weeks of just talking about two teams. It's it's the best. It is amazing how much content will get pumped out over the next two weeks about these two teams. And we're not going to be any different over the next two weeks. Today, we're going to sort of do our recap and overview. We do have a lot to talk about, specifically one of us going all in on the Chiefs, one of us going all in on the Bengals. I have gotten a lot of DMs. I have gotten a lot of texts from people who very much want to know what was our interplay during the game? How did you react? How was I reacting? Uh, we're going to recap the weekend, another great weekend for the NFL. We're going to preview a little bit of what we think about this game. Thursday, Stucky. The famed Stucky from the Action Network podcast, whose stats and trends and data 
I will repeat incessantly when we do our Thursday podcast, generally during the season. He will be on with us Thursday talking about the trends and the facts from the Super Bowl that we need to be paying attention to right now. That is Thursday. Next Tuesday, very special props episode with Sean Kerner and Chris Raybon, our props analysts. They also are the analysts who join me and Simon every Sunday for Convince Me. They're amazing at the prop game. And then Thursday, we'll do our best bets. We'll get down to it. Thursday, we will have narrowed down the board to two teams that nobody else is thinking about. And we will come up with our best bets. It's a full menu that Matt Mitchell has put together for us. He's the best. It's review time, Simon. Do you have anything you want to say? I, this morning, I was working on my year-end reviews for, uh, for you. I was doing yours this morning. Am I really actually getting a review? Fuck yeah, you're getting a review. I'm putting a lot of time into it. From 1044 until my 11 a.m. call, I was working on your review. I only got like a paragraph and a half in. <laughs> I feel like it should be a pretty simple review. I mean, I'm the best, Chad. What more the can best. you ask for? All right. Let's get to it, man. Listen, we both love the Niners three and a half. Made total sense. Everything pointed to that. I think we probably wouldn't have been surprised, obviously, if the Niners won. We both had tickets on the Niners at 20 to one. They gave away that game as Kyle Shanahan does in the fourth quarter of, you know, high profile games when he has a chance to win something big. But it kind of played out exactly as we thought it would. Not so much. I mean, honestly, I once they got up 10 entering that fourth quarter, I really thought that was it. I, I thought the 49ers were going to run the clock out. They were going to control it. But again, I don't want to shit on Shanahan because he just did something incredible. Like he took a team on a nice run to the NFC championship game, but the action network tweeted out that guy has had, I mean, arguably two or three of the worst meltdowns we've ever seen in fourth quarters. The Patriots won six on everyone's mind with the Falcons, the, the Kansas city chiefs and the super bowl sticks out. And then that game against the Rams where he just got tight. Like he, like, again, we'll talk about that chiefs game. It's just coaches kind of get tight in these playoffs and they start overthinking things. And it's like, Debo is your all Debo is your team. Like the fact that Debo didn't get a touch for 12 and a half minutes, I believe it was of that fourth quarter. That's why they lost. It's like, he's their best playmaker. He's the one that got them their touchdown in that game. Like he is that team on offense and they went away from Debo and that, that hurt, man. Like that guy dropping that pick. I felt like that was the game kind of right. Like he dropped that moonshot down the field ball, which I think would have been at the 50 or 45 of 49ers and, Again, they had no timeouts, the Rams. They had used all their timeouts, all their challenges with 10 minutes left in the game. It, it was just there for Shanahan to take, and he just – again, people are going to put on Jimmy. I, I put on Shanahan. I just don't think he called a smart game at the very end of that game where he didn't get the ball in Debo's hand. He put Jimmy in long, like second and nines, third and nine positions. It just – it was a very weird way to end that game that fourth quarter. I thought both coaches had shitty games. I thought McVay using the challenges, losing timeouts – clearly was not sort of neither he or Shanahan were sort of playing at their coaching at their best in that game at all. Honestly, I thought Shanahan was killing it for about three quarters there. He just was, the offense was just really methodical where they were using the run to set up the pass and then vice versa. Once they started backing off, that's when he would run it again. But all of a sudden they got that 10 point lead and he was just like, uh, uh, like he didn't know what to do. It's just, it's bizarre that this guy who's arguably, we talk about all the time, one of the best football minds in football has meltdowns. But I thought your buddy Seth, Seth Wickersham had the best tweet that I saw that night, which was, you see why 
the 49ers drafted Trey Lance, and you can see why the Rams went out and got Matthew Stafford. Like that game really was Stafford. He went and won them that game. That wasn't Cousin McVay. That was Stafford making those big throws with Cooper Cup, which, again, we're going to be talking about the Rams a lot this coming week. He was incredible in that game, Cooper Cup. Like that catch he had on third down, it was like I think third and ten. Really small, tight window. It was a bullet, and he just snagged it and took it for another 20 yards. It's like like this guy, his speed, his, his quickness, his football mind, like it's it's incredible that he was a third-round pick for them. Um, what was he out of? Eastern Washington, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, man. So that's why like, we joke all the time about their star and scrub method. It makes it a lot easier. You can draft an all-pro at wide receiver and an all-pro at D-tackle. And then you could fill in the pieces from there. It's like, those are such key positions. The Ramsey, that was obviously a big addition, but that whole team is just solid, the Rams. So for me, that matchup, that felt like the 49ers were their kryptonite. That was a huge hump for them to get over. But in the end, it felt like Shanahan gave that game away. He just did not call the game plan to close the game out. We've seen them take, I I would say, 10 different times. I can remember off the top of my head, the 49ers having 10-minute drives where they just drive down the field and just eat the clock up. And in the biggest moment, he had a 10-point lead. He just couldn't do it. So, for me, this is just more about Shanahan. And, again, people say Jimmy's going to leave. I, I agree with that position. I think it should be Trey Lance next year because, again, I, I like Jimmy and everything like that. But w- what did he really do to get them to where they were at? Like, he did have a couple of big throws, but I, I can see why they drafted Trey Lance. They just need someone that can be that next-level quarterback, just not a middle-level quarterback. Well, listen, that was a winner for both of us. At this time last week, we were both leaning towards the Chiefs. As the week went on, the number moved a little bit. It got to seven and a half. You admitted that you had the Chiefs as six and a half point favorites. And even though the line of seven was not, was showing the value on the Bengals, you were going to go with the Chiefs anyways. You just thought they were the better team and in the better position. And you didn't like some of the flukiness that got the Bengals into the position they were. When the line popped to seven and a half for me, I immediately bet the Bengals. And it's probably the first time all year that you and I could not find consensus on a game. Like normally, if we don't find consensus, then we skip the game and we go on to something else. Didn't have that option. So you and I had to be against each other. You were very patronizing to me last week. You know, I don't know the gambling, blah, blah, blah. I'm playing the public. I had to remind you, I've looked into the bright lights, my friend. I'm an old person. I've been under the pressure. I don't blink. And look what happened. Bengals. Even down 21 to three, I'm like, I feel like I got this. Didn't, never, never once concerned. I didn't hedge. Lie. It's not true. Dude. You're lying. I was not concerned. Not only was I not concerned, I might've, I might've taken a nap at some point during the game. I was well, you, so didn't bet, you didn't bet the live line of plus 17? I didn't bet. I didn't bet the live line once. Did so not that's bet. what I mean. You were you had given up. That's why you took the nap, Chad. It wasn't that you weren't concerned. You given up. No, I took the nap because I'm old <laughs> and I'm tired and I can't stay up for three hours at a time. If it was twenty-one to three, Bengals, you were not taking that nap. Oh yes, I was. I'd be even more comfortable <laughs> taking the nap because then it was like the Chiefs were going to have to score three, four touchdowns in order to cover that game. <laughs> But no, I was definitely feeling good, man. I, I was going to tweet out, that's why they call you Joe Dirt about uh, Joe Burrow, which would have been a great line. But no, I didn't I didn't question your credentials. I did a Michael Scott line. I said, you'll learn, baby, you'll learn. 
which is a line that he says on the show, which you, you keep not picking up on. It's just a joke. Like, who cares? But no, nah, man, you were right. I said the Bengals felt like a good number, but I just thought the Chiefs were a better team. They had a better offense and Joe Burrow wouldn't show up in the moment. And um, yeah, if I would have known that uh, the Chiefs would have seven straight drives of three and only get three points out of all seven drives, I probably would have been with you. I feel like that would have been a good bet. But yeah, man, that first half, that's going to be talked about for a long time. That whole sequence of it's 21 to 10. They get the ball down to the one. They have three plays. I think it was like 15 seconds to get a touchdown. Man, I, again, I, I want to blame it on Andy Reid, but like I've already rewatched this game. The second half, it was just all Mahomes. He had open guys. I know people are like, oh, they dropped eight back. He's been facing that all season. He's made it work all season. Just simply Mahomes, just missing his guys. He had plenty of times where Kelsey was open. He had times where Tiger Kill was open. He just did not target them in the second half. So it was um, definitely one of the crazier things I've ever seen. I think historically, um, it's never happened before. It was 20-0 in the AFC Championship game. If a team had a 10-point lead at halftime, they were 20-0 at home. Um, so we obviously saw a piece of history there. And, yeah, man, it's, it's pretty epic for these Bengal fans because they – Again, Chad said he didn't give up. Bengal betters gave up. So people that halftime, or not even halftime, it was 21 to three. To go from that low of lows of being like, fuck, same old Bengals. Like, all, we all thought this was the team. They just let us down completely too. When it was 21-21 in that second half, I think it was like almost the end of the third quarter, everyone felt that the Bengals were going to win. And then when it went to OT, I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen again. That coin flip. BS, which that annoyed the hell out of me because my whole view on the coin flip is they still got to do it. Like people act like it's so easy to score where it's like, it's really not unless the defense is so cooked, they can't keep their legs underneath them, which is kind of what happened with the bills. It's not that easy to score in overtime. I know it's been a little shifted in the playoffs, but that Cincy team was rested. They literally been sitting that whole second half. It was the Bengals offense. that was on the field the whole second half. So the, the the Chiefs went out there. They had two shitty plays on the third play through a really bad pick into double coverage. And the Bengals have an automatic kicker. Like, again, we'll talk about the upcoming weeks. That's a big advantage for them this season. This kid has just been incredible. So it was ugly. The, the Bengals, I, I didn't give enough credit. I think I was one and two on the spread against them in this playoffs. But epic run. I mean, I'm killing myself where – we talk all preseason. My favorite bets to make is second year quarterbacks. Like my whole, I mean, again, I'm early in my career, but the last eight, nine years, that's what I bet. I bet second year quarterbacks either make a run in the Super Bowl or make MVP. I was an asshole this year. I bet Miami and I bet the, the Chargers. Those are my two Super Bowl futures. Little did I know at 150 to one, this Bengals team, man, like, Again, I wish I could be more upset, but I'm not just because no pros bet it. Like, I've been hitting up a bunch of guys. Did anyone take this? And it's like Joe Burrow coming off an ACL. None of us really like Zach Taylor in that division, the AFC North. It's crazy to think where they're at. Because, man, we talked in the season. We bet them at a thousand, uh, 10 to 1 to win the AFC North. I didn't bet their Super Bowl future. I looked at it, too. It was 50 to 1 at that time. And, again, I'm going to beat myself up about it, but it's like – that's why they play football. That's that's madness. We've never seen the number one pick in the NFL take his team to the Super Bowl in the second year. It's never happened before. So it, it's definitely cool seeing history. Yeah, it's really interesting. The thing about this Bengals team and Joe Burrow is 
we've talked about the flukiness, and this is germane to the Super Bowl, the flukiness of their games. And that when you study them, you look at them from a metrics point of view, none of it makes sense. None of sort of the analytics add up to the Bengals playing 20 games this year and 18 of them ending by three points or less. Do you know what I mean? Either them winning outright or losing by less than three points. It just makes no sense. But they, they've got enough talent that they're always one big play away from getting back into it. And you can't sort of, you can't underestimate what a game changer Jamar Chase is and his ability to take the cap off and off a defense and get downfield and draw something. And you also can't underestimate like Joe Burrow's just good, you know, and he makes athletic plays at least once a game. He's putting them in a position where he's getting them in the spot that they needed the exact time they need it. It's very rare this year that he hasn't sort of like that he has succumbed to the sacks and made bad decisions. It's been remarkable, totally remarkable. The flip side is Mahomes. We saw the second half overthrowing on a screen that probably could have helped them extend a drive, significant sackage on multiple drives, running around a little bit too long, wasting time. Like Joe Burrow wasn't making those plays. He hasn't been making those plays all year. Um, Phenomenal performance. Another stat I love from the action, Eric, was Patrick Mahomes, when he is led by double digits, he's 39 and two in his career against Joe Burrow. He's 0 and two. Again, Joe, cool, all the nicknames, everything like that. It's like he can look like crap for that whole first half. He didn't care. He came on that second half, and he was chucking it. And, again, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't like they dominated the Chiefs, but they did enough. He made the plays exactly what Mahomes could not do. I think they outscored them, what was it, 21-3 to in the second half? Crazy, crazy, crazy game. I'm glad I didn't talk so much shit about them because my, my biggest thing going into last week was like, I cannot wait to fade the hell out of this Cincinnati Bengals team next year. Like betting them not to make the playoffs, betting them to come in fourth or third in their division. Like I knew last week the hype train was getting so unreal. Joe Burrow. Now it's like, I'm terrified of it. It's like this dude, he's just clutch, man. Like that was again, the Bengals who knows how long their history is. They hadn't won a road game until this season in the playoffs now he's won two straight on the way to the Super Bowl. It's like just such a cool story. Um, that's why I'm so excited that we get to break down the Bengals next couple of weeks because it's like not that I saw it was going to be set in stone, but it's like, you know, we know this Rams team. They've been here before. They go to the Super Bowls. We know this 49ers team. They go to Super Bowls. We know this Chiefs team. They go to the Super Bowls. The Bengals is like truly one of the most stunning things I can remember in the last, I don't know, 30 years of football. It's like. This team going from 150 to one, they had worse odds than the Jaguars coming into the season to now they are in the Super Bowl. It's like, can't really wrap our head around it because we're still in the season. But like looking back on it, I'm just, I I just love thinking about that where it's like the Jets, I saw the other day, someone put 5K on them to win 2 million for next year's Super Bowl. I fucking love it. That's what I love about football. It's like people we can talk all they want. Eventually they play the games and it's a fluky game. You're playing with an egg shaped ball. Weird shit's going to happen. Like Chad just talked about this Bengals team, the bounces have been going right for them. They have, I believe it's six tip passes. Three of them have been intercepted. That's mathematically that's improbable. Like that just does not happen, but it's happening for them right now. So I, I love this story with this Bengals team. 
And now a word from FanDuel Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 to celebrate. New customers can bet $5 to win $280 in cash on either team to win when you use promo code favorites when registering. That's right. You'll get your winnings in cold, hard cash because we know cash is always better than free bets. Personally, I'm leaning towards the Bengals in this one, plus a lot of Joe Mixon rushing yards over. There's no better place to bet Super Bowl 56 than FanDuel Sportsbooks, who are now live in Louisiana. I love FanDuel for its great promos, even for existing customers like me, and for its extensive Super Bowl prop betting markets. So don't miss your chance to turn $5 into $280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code FAVORITES to make every moment more this Super Bowl. Again, promo code FAVORITES exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users, only $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $280. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. I love this story with this Bengals team. All right. Well, let's talk about it a little bit. Already, the line opened at three and a half, immediately got bet up to four. I have bet the Bengals plus four. The money is currently coming in on Rams and the bets coming in on the Bengals. Not surprised that it moved to four. It looks like professional money has come in on the Rams. What do we think here? When we spoke Sunday night, our first instinct was Bengals plus four. Yeah. And I can't say, let me, let me, before you dive into the, the analysis, my instinct wasn't because of anything on the field. And we were very clear about this Sunday night. We did a video about it. We hadn't dug into anything. To me, it was only about two things. One, the Bengals have just proven it all season that they play close games. I said it like 18 of 20 games have been by fewer than three points. B, they consistently find ways to keep the game close late and see these playoff games generally have just all been so close that it's hard to see that pattern changing. And so um, without doing any of the research, it just looked to me like playing a team that's getting more than a field goal is the right side. Also, like my first instinct was last time I saw McVay in the Super Bowl, he coached one of the tightest games ever. Would they put up three points yeah. against the Patriots? Like the guy got completely outclassed and he just looked like a deer in headlights the whole time. So that that's definitely been the back of my mind. We were talking about that on Sunday night. Now that I have more, have more time looking at it. Yeah. Like my, my gut instinct was to take the Bengals because I thought the public and professionals would come on the Bengals, but the pros have loved the Rams all season. Like 
it's interesting too, where they lost a bunch of money last week on taking the Rams. They didn't care. They fired away right away when this line opened. Um, they just love this team. We talked all summer about it. I just did not get it. Like I had so many professionals telling me to get on this Rams train, like take them for the division, take them for the Super Bowl. And I kept saying like, Matthew Stafford has never done anything like, and their whole argument was it's Detroit. And it's like, is it though? It's like he had weapons. He had plenty of talent around him. Apparently it was just Detroit. I hate saying it, but it's like, what the hell, man? This guy has been incredible in this playoffs. Like these clutch throws, these big moments, he keeps stepping up. Like when he was down 10, I was waiting for the pick six. Like he was going to force it into something, do something stupid. And they were going to take it back. No, he drove the field. They got a touchdown. Then the next time they got the ball back, he did throw that dumb pick. The guy dropped it, and then Stafford from that point on was just locked in. Again, he just – he's been incredible these playoffs. So I I still don't really have a strong opinion on this one, honestly. Like, I, I felt great about the under. Um, it's moved a lot. I'm seeing it down to 48 a lot of books now. I still think that's a good key number with this under. Just think it's a great defensive matchup. Like, both these teams – Say what you want about their offenses. Their defenses have really stepped up, both teams, in these playoffs. And um, I'm looking at professional money really coming on this Rams team, which is what's giving me so much pause of this Bengals team because it's like the pros, I feel like they should love this Bengals team. Like Chad just talked about, all their games are close. They have what we can argue about. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a big kicker guy, but, like, this guy has been automatic. Like, it's – it's really hard for me to want to take the Rams. And I think that's why, like, I want to take more time this number because I already bet the three and a half. I already bet the four with the Bengals. It touched four and a half. And my runner texted me. He's like, you won it? And I was just like, yeah, but, like, don't put more than a grand because it's like I still know what the hell I'm doing here. I I, I want to be on the Bengals. That's all, I'll say that right now. Like, I do want to be on them. And my number favorites, the Bengals, I made this number three. Obviously, four, four and a half. That's, that's a big, big number for this Bengals team. So, We'll see, buddy. It's like, again, it's that's what's great about the Super Bowl. We have two, real, really two weeks to break this down. Um, I just don't get what these pros are seeing with the Rams team. It's like they have no home field advantage. Are they really that much better than the Bengals? Like, why? Because everyone knows who Stafford is. Everyone knows who Aaron Donald is. Um, McVay is the boy wonder. And the, another big argument is that Zach Taylor is the understudy. So it's like McVay is going to know exactly what, Zach Taylor is going to do. Is he, though? It's like, I don't know. I, I don't really have any proof of that. They haven't really played against each other before. So I, I don't know. Uh, all this noise, it's kind of like I need to dig more into it. But I can tell you the calls I've gotten from the different pros and guys that need runners to put bets in, they like the Rams and like the under. So they just see it as a great matchup where this Rams team is the more veteran team, the better coach, in their opinion, and – I, I can't agree with it at this point. You know how I feel about Zach Taylor. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one where I, I felt really confident when we first talked about it with the Bengals. Like, I felt like my numbers were going to back it up, which it did. But hearing all the pro money and all the pros that just love the Rams, they obviously know something, Chad. I mean, they were they were big like you were on the Bengals last week. Now it worked out for them. Now they're flipping. So it's interesting that they're choosing the Rams over the Bengals team, which they've been nothing but clutch this playoffs, man. Like, they really have. It's It's pretty incredible. It's it's weird also because the Rams have, other than the futures, the Rams haven't been a team that would give you any reason to back them against the spread. You know, they, they have consistently come up short there in the highest profile moments. 
including this past weekend, including at the end of the year against the Niners. They've won the division, kind of fluky. They won the conference, could have easily lost that game. And the, the wise guys almost never want to back a favorite of this many points in the Super Bowl. It truly doesn't make any sense. And that's what, and this year when things have not made sense and we've gone with what we know, it's tend to pay off for us, right? Like when we've, we've gone against the grain, even going against the professional betters, we've been right. Yeah. I'm like, again, I'm a little wounded last week that I faded my system because it's obviously been good. I was, or no, not and before last week, I was nine and three against the spread. Now I'm 10 and four, which is still great, but it's like, it went four and oh, it, it literally picked both sides, right. And had both unders. And it's like, fuck, man, I really wish I wouldn't go against it, but we talked last week. Mahomes was good to me this playoffs. He was four and oh against the over and against the spread. Now it's four and two. That obviously that, that wounded me last week, but I'm going to dive more into the numbers, but I, we talked about it a little bit Sunday night, just the, the big skewer to me for a lot of these guys who are taking this Rams team is the front four. So these guys said no matter what, they were going to take the 49ers or they were going to take the Rams no matter what, once they saw the Bengals won. So I just believe that they think that we saw in that game, Joe Burrow escape a couple, right? He got out of a couple sacks. He is not doing that against his Rams team. Like Aaron Donald ain't going to whiff on those. Like that Kansas City, we knew their D-line wasn't that good. We knew they were going to get a little bit of pressure. They weren't good, right? Like that Joe Burrow was pretty clean in that matchup. So it's it's what these guys keep bringing up, and that's what I'll dive more into. But I'm I'm gonna try not to overthink it, Chad. Right? Because I definitely did last week with the Chiefs. It's like you're you're getting a good number with a good dog. I almost always take the dog in this position. And I almost always take the money line. And we talked last year. One of the big things I do is I take adjusted numbers because the the spread it only matters one out of every ten Super Bowl. So that means. 90% of the time, the spread does not matter in the Super Bowl. And I try to make extra money that way by betting adjusted line. So instead of getting the Bengals plus plus 170, I can just take the Bengals minus two and a half to win plus 250, which is a big deal when you adjust these lines. So it's it's definitely an interesting number. I just don't see where the Bengals get blown out. That's why, I, like you just said, the four and a half, it feels like a really big deal to me. And the books know that. So... It's scary. It's it's scary as we sit here that they've moved at that number because that's really respected money coming in that they're moving that for. And we saw last week, Chad touched on it a bunch of times, especially on Convince Me, that Bengals number when we were doing a live show, it dropped. It dropped from seven and a half to seven, despite um, I think on the action app app it was saying eight percent of the money and seventy percent of the bets were on the Chiefs. Reverse line action like that, that should have been a dead giveaway to me that someone knows something in this game. When they're moving a number like that against millions and millions of dollars, that's the book saying something like someone's got to read on that. So if this game closes at plus five, plus five and a half, Chad, I want to be a little scared because I got a I got a bad number at my, uh, plus three and a half. But I, I'm going to let it ride for right now. And we'll see maybe Thursday I get stuck in here. You can convince me otherwise. But it just feels like as we sit here, I just like this Bengals number. So if you're if you want to make a bet right now and take the four and a half, I'm comfortable with it. Just understand that. Things can change here. Like, I do need to talk to a lot of other pros and see what they're seeing because I just don't get the Rams love. And usually that means I'm missing something if I just don't understand why so many smart groups are betting this Rams team. Or the flip side is we're smarter. 
which we were on the 49ers. Again, all these same guys were all over this Rams team. And they're like, no, they're trying to just scare you off with the hook, taking the three, the, take the three and a half, don't buy into it. And it's like, no, that's a key number. We're going to take that three and a half. And we joked on convince me, like I would have loved to give out the 49ers money line. But when it's three and a half like that, such a key number, you just always take that number. You don't just take the money line. So I know it hurt because we had the 20 to one on the 49ers and I needed that bad, buddy. Like I, I'm taking a big loss now in futures this season because I didn't hedge that either. Like I had like I had eight grand probably total on that 49ers 20 to one. I needed about every bit of it to get my money back for my futures bets. But luckily, I've been betting the 49ers money line and their spread for this playoff. So I got some I got my money back for betting their futures. But that stung. I, I'm probably going to end up losing about 40K um, on futures, which that stings. But I hit last year on the Buccaneers and I hit the year before. So it's it kind of help helps uh, not as be as wounded. But when they when they dropped that game again, I as much as I was upset about the Chiefs one, like that sucked to lose that money. I really had a lot of money invested in that the 49ers. Um, on the spread. So that was definitely a bigger sweat for me when they lost the money line. I was just so crushed. I mean, we did a show afterwards, which I was like in a haze. I was just like, I just want to do this and just put this week behind me. But I knew obviously we'd have to talk about today because you nailed the Bengals game, but I get the pain. Like the 49ers fans that are going through it. It's like, as a, as a better, I feel your pain. Cause it was like right there for you guys. And you just let it go. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not being as aggressively obnoxious as I planned on being because you looked so sad on Sunday night and you've been so quiet the past two days that I just don't want to rub it in. I just, you can, I, I literally do not care. I'm feeling go to town. of sentiment as I go through your year end review. I'm thinking of what an excellent podcast partner you've been. You <laughs> haven't missed a single show the entire year. I can't say that. That's about to change though. I can't say that. That's about to change. So what? So what if I got the Bengals right and, and you got it wrong? So what if I made the more professional play? So what if you got suckered into betting Patrick Mahomes because he looks so good against the Bills? So what if you didn't see when fluke meets consistency with the Bengals? It's okay. It's okay. I was right. You were wrong. It's fine. I'm not going to rub it in. I don't want you to be sad. You've done so well this year. Congratulations. Hit the first half, though. That's all that really mattered. Ah, there you go. Look, there's only one game. We've said we like the under. We've said we like the Bengals. Uh, obviously. And like, we'll dive more into it, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, we're look, just, we got. We're feeling it out. Matt Mitchell has a whole menu plan for us. It's not yeah. like this line is moving like crazy. I do want people to grab the under now just because it is like we grabbed it at 50 and a half Sunday night. Now it's down to 48. Like it's crossing a bunch of key numbers here. So I would like people to grab the under, even though it's like, again, it's not, it might not be a huge bet for me, but right now it's like, I. Most of my money is invested on this under. So in, until it goes down to 47, I, I really like this number a lot. All right. We're on the under. Actually, That's I'll cool. do what Simon says, right? Should I just Simon do says. When Simon says do it. When Simon says do it. We do what Simon says. Simon says, go get it. You're right, <laughs> Simon. Like, I'm so invested in being smarter than you right now. <laughs> that I completely forgot what's important for the show. And this is why in your review, I'm writing about what a professional you are. Very. A savvy media professional with a lot of good instincts. Yeah. Uh, when I win big wins in here, do I rub it in Chad's face? No, I just move on because it's just another weekend for Simon. Don't try to turn this around. Uh, I literally I cut my hair out of anger because I was just like, <laughs> I need to switch it up. 
buzz the head. All right. A reminder, Thursday, we'll get a little more insight. We'll, we'll probably get some sharp calls about why professionals are so into the Rams and we are so into the Bengals. We will have Stucky on. We'll go over some trends and facts from the Super Bowl with Stucky. Next Tuesday, we'll have our massive props spectral spectacular with uh, Chris Raybon and Sean Kerner. And then on Thursday, you and I will go over our best bets. We'll finalize our lineup for the weekend. Also, the official volume merch store is open. A lot of you have been asking about buying favorite stuff. And we've got a new hoodie available. Nobody loves a hoodie more than me. Nobody loves a hoodie more than Simon. Just head over to thevolume.com and click on the merch tab. You'll find apparel from our show and lots of other shows here at the Volume Podcast Network. Check it out. No joke. It's like so many people of us are already working from home. You might as well get a freaking hoodie and be comfortable. Oh, we did our Simon Says. We don't have to do our Foxhole yet. We don't have to do our Big Bells yet. Scoot Roulette feels a little early. Yeah, let's save that for next Tuesday. Yeah, we'll save that for Tuesday. Because at Scoot Roulette, we could also include some props. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, more on the props line. Yep, yep. All right. That's all she wrote. This is the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network for Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell. I am Chad Millman. We will be back. Reminder on Thursday with Stucky from the Action Network Podcast to give us all the great trends and facts that we need for the Super Bowl between the Bengals and the Rams. Until then, love you. Love you.